Dude, we're all just like molecules, man. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Dan Hansen with another episode of How Not to Suck at the Stocks. This show is for entertainment purposes only and extremely not safe for work. This particular episode is about pot stocks. Now, it's an episode I've been hesitant to record because I've done just absolutely zero research on the subject, and I have absolutely zero interest on investing in pot stocks. But it is a subject that came up at one of my um, recent investment meetups, and I found I actually had a lot to say on the subject, despite having done zero research on pot stocks in particular. Uh, Those who go to my investment meetups, this may not sound that uh, unique, I tend to speak a great deal about topics that I am completely misinformed on. But in any case, uh, here's what I want to say about about weed stocks. Um, if your thesis is you know, the decriminalization of, of pot all across America, you're seeing it at the state level, eventually you're going to have it at the federal level, and with the legalization of weed... Um, legalizing the supply is, of course, going to mean that you can legalize the demand. So people will buy legal weed and money will be made off that. Um, An industry will be born. Um, That's fine. That's fair. And I agree with you. Uh, The problem is, is when you're investing in a primordial industry, it's not good enough to just be correct about the direction of uh, the industry. Um. You really have to understand how the economics of the industry are going to shake out, which at this point I don't think is feasible uh, for pot stocks. And uh, if you think that you can pick out the winners and the losers in in the the weed industry, um, I basically don't believe you, which is fine. I could be wrong. You could be right. Uh, But I just categorically uh, don't believe you. That's the bad news. The good news is I don't believe that you have to hit those kind of long ball home runs in order to be a successful investor. I don't believe that you have to invest in, uh, you know, Apple in the early eighties or Microsoft in the early eighties or Amazon in the late nineties to be a successful investor. I think all you have to do is invest in great companies and just not pay too much. And it sounds so simple, but it's true. Just think about it logically. If you're just always investing in great industries or great uh, companies rather, and you're paying a fair price, then of course you're going to do well over time. Pardon me. Um, so before I get to weed stocks in particular, let me give you some examples of some other primordial industries and how that worked for investors. So let's go way back to way before you were born, the 1990s. Uh, there was a man named Al Gore, and he invented something called the Internet. And by the mid-90s, everyone knew that Mr. Al Gore's Internet was going to revolutionize business. It was going to change the face of the world. It was going to change commerce, naturally. Um, And so all these investors started uh, investing in dot-com companies which, of course, led to the dot-com bubble. But here's the thing about the dot-com bubble. No one called it the dot-com bubble at the time. It's kind of like World War I. Uh, It was just known as the dot-com boom. And the thing about these investors is 
they weren't wrong. The internet has revolutionized the world. It has changed how we do business. It has changed commerce. Um, what the problem was is for every Amazon, there were a thousand web vans. And if you've never heard of web van before, I suggest, uh, you know, it's an interesting case study. Uh, so that's my point is that it's extremely difficult uh, to determine how things are going to shake out when the industry is still in the primordial phase, even if you're directionally correct about the nature of that industry. Um, and you might say, well, okay, that's why I'm just going to invest in a weed ETF. Well, fair enough, but look how that worked out for people who just invested in the NASDAQ. You know, they took a lot longer to get their money back than people who invested in you know, the S&P 500. Uh, for example. Uh, so sometimes just hedging your bets isn't enough because the weight of the losers outweighs uh, you know, the Amazons and the Ebays and uh, et cetera. And so that's just one example. Um, another one is the car industry, really quick. If you went back over 100 years ago, there would have been over 100 U.S. car manufacturers. Uh, now there's three. And of those three, one, Ford, has not gone bankrupt. Uh, going back now, it's obvious it's Ford, Chrysler, and GM. You go back over 100 years, you know, who knows which ones are which ones are going to win? That's my point. Or just one more example, just to belabor the point, pardon me, is the airline industry. Uh, Warren Buffett has said that if there was a capitalist, a Kitty Hawk, he would have shot down the Wright brothers, uh, because the airline industry in aggregate has been. Uh, a massive boondoggle. I believe boondoggle is the right word. Boondoggle has a negative connotation, right? It doesn't sound like it'd be a positive thing. Yeah, maybe it would be. Hey, you want to go boondoggle? Any case. So uh, it's cost investors nothing but money over time. It's been a windfall for you as a member of the human race. Uh, but if for an investor in the airline industry, it's been nothing uh, but headaches, been nothing uh, but trouble. Okay, so now that I've belabored the dangers of investing, and, and just keep in mind, like, there's two cars in every garage. Mr. Ford's dream has been realized. Air, airplanes, like, you know, I grew up in Elk Grove, they take off and they set down all day, every day. So you worked in, you could have been directionally correct about the auto, in, uh, air, auto industry, airline industry, and internet. And it still may not have made it a successful investment. Uh, so about weed stocks in particular, um, I believe it's going to be an industry where the economics are heavily shaped by government regulation, which right there, I would just stop. Uh, you know, you read Ford's 10K and you would swear government is their main competitor because it is mentioned uh, on every single page of the, of the 10K. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be similar uh, with weed. Um and But the big issue is we don't even know how it's going to be regulated. Is it going to be a dispensary type situation where you need your license and you go down to the – I've never done it. I don't, I don't know. But you just go down to like local dispensary and you buy weed from there. Is it going to be more like cigarettes where you can go to the mobile gas station on the corner and boom, there it is. Uh, right next to Marble Reds is Marble Greens or Marble J. And and if that is the case, then uh, that would be a huge uh, windfall, to use that term again, uh, for the tobacco industry because they're jet set ready to go. 
Like they have, you know, like the, the, the planting and the cultivation and the packaging and the distribution all set for, uh, for distributing weed. They're all right, ready to go. Um, and, and, and one thing I know about uh, cigarette smokers is they also uh, tend to be extremely loyal to a brand and a disproportionate amount of, I would say a disproportionate amount of weed smokers also smoke cigarettes. I guess you could reverse it and say a disproportional amount of cigarette smokers also smoke weed. Um, but yeah, so I could see them packaging it together. So the aforementioned marble red with a marble uh, green or marble menthol with marble green is probably more likely. Uh, but in any case, um, and so that could give them a huge advantage. If that's the way it shakes out, I, but that's the, that's the issue. I have no idea how it would shake out. Maybe it shakes out where it's more economical if you just grow your own or you're like your crazy uncle grows his own or uh, whatever. It's more of a mom, pa type craft beer type of situation where people don't want, um, you know, it's like, oh, dude, I keep the corporation out of getting high and we just want to buy from, you know, like locally grown, locally sourced weed. You know, it's like a... You know, it's like it's like a locally grown and it's like better for you because like vitamins and stuff and you know, like all that bullshit where it's like free range soap that your girlfriend spends like seven dollars a bar on. So in any case, I, I it's impossible for me to determine the economics of the weed industry because the regulations haven't even come out yet. You see? And so you're asking me to or no one's asking me, I'm just it's a a uh, straw man here. Uh, you're asking me to invest in an industry where I couldn't possibly begin to fathom f- fathom the economics. And if you do not understand the economics of the industry, then you just should not categorically you should not be investing in that industry. Um, so I would just say slow your roll. Like we get it. You think weed stocks are gonna, you know, uh, you think weed is gonna be legalized. It doesn't necessarily mean you can make money off that. And um, I see it time and time again. There is like the cool investments that you always see kids want to get into where it's like, you know, I want to invest like my dad, but I want to like be cool about it, like with cryptocurrency and like weed stocks and esports, which by the name, it's there's, there's no fucking thing as an esport. It's called a video game. It's not a sport. Okay. If uh, the leading champion of your esport is like 300 fucking pounds and it's all fat, then he is not an athlete, okay? It, it is not a sport, but in any case, esports. So okay, anyway, um, you can be directionally right about an industry, um, but still uh, have it be a losing investment overall, like we've seen with the internet, like we've seen with autos, like we've seen with the airline. And even if you do an ETF, uh, that might not help you, like with the airline industry, where there's just like more losses than profits in aggregate. And uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I don't believe that you have to hit these home runs, these 20 baggers, these 50 baggers uh, to do well over time. I think you can just be a sensible investor who, you know, finds great companies selling a reasonable price and just putting your chips down when you see it, just not being a pussy, just, you know, there's a great quote by Charlie Munger where he just says, rare is the life laden with opportunity. And when opportunity comes along, you can't just sit there like a little mouse. You just have to seize it. You have to just grab the bull by the horns. Or as PETA would say, grab the flower by the thorns. This has been Dan Hansen with another episode of How Not to Suck at the Stocks. A quick uh, sneak preview. Uh, dividends are noobs gold. Elongate. Star Wars. Apple. 
lose weight, personal finance, car buying, and 9-11. I'm going to try to do the more finance-related ones sooner uh, before I get into the, And you might realize not all those are finance-related. Uh, this show should have never been called How Not to Suck at the Stocks. It should have been called Half-Assed Analysis from the beginning, but it's too late to change my, uh, my, uh, I don't want to confuse my fives of Twitter followers. You can follow me at, at HansenAsset.com. Uh, if you want to come to one of those aforementioned investment meetups, uh, they're in Schaumburg, Illinois. You can find me, you can find them on meetup.com. It's value investing roundtable dash Northwest suburbs. I'm of course, Dan Hansen. Feel free to drop in. Okay, guys. What did I say? Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Have a good one. Night.